Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I made a commitment to the American people that I would end this war. Today, I've honored that commitment. It was less than two weeks ago when the president told ABC, yes, when he was asked, are you committed to making sure troops stay until every American who wants to get out gets out? He said yes. He's evacuated 5,500 American citizens and their family members. What is the Taliban? Are they now our frenemy? Are they our adversary? Well, it's hard to put a label on it, in part because we have yet to see what they are going to be now that they are in control. Anytime that a woman decides to be in a relationship with a man, she's making a sacrifice and a commitment knowing that she's dating her oppressor. I would like to apologize on behalf of Generation X for Nicole Wallace saying frenemy about the (laughs) Taliban. Holy hell, it's like Phoebe from Friends as the National Security Can you imagine we have people literally calling the Taliban our frenemy? No adult should be saying frenemy anyway. (laughs) Like they're middle school girls? No adult should be. Oh, my God. Are they friends with benefits yet? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to be angry. That's fine. Once again, a president fuckface had to start today four and a half hours late. With another presidential address that was absolutely one thirty, three thirty. What's the difference, right. really? It, 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 which is just his most latest version of not being anywhere where he should be at times when he should be, and uh, so he gave. He essentially threw it out there, all out there, the kitchen sink, whatever. Rousing speech with lots of yelling as well as why? What well, they said that we couldn't. They said that we had to be forever war. They said that. We did it. What well, mission is accomplished? We got them out. We did this. We did. They were you're on ISIS K. You're on notice. It was a absolute pile of horse bleep. It's nothing to believe. It was to me. It was actually, <clears throat> in a sense, my final farewell to this admi- entire administration. The fact that he went out there today and had the most comprehensive. He didn't leave anything mm-hmm. on the floor. They said, you know what, guys, take every bit of messaging we have. 
Ron Klain said it and he said it and they said, and just put it in his speech. Make sure that at times that he is really uh, passionate and loud and have him just throw it all out there. We need to hit them with a tsunami of content and messaging so that we hit them with so much though, so, they, so that they'll look at each other, Americans and journalists, and say, wait a second, this... I, this is the biggest historic F-up we've ever seen, right? Because they're really having a big celebration at the White House. And that's what it was for. It's just persuasion. It's supposed to intimidate you. Well, right. But did they think? I mean, I'm confused because he really didn't give us any new content. It was all recycling the same things he said before rhetorically right you know like we had to get out of the 20-year war i wasn't going to pass this on to a fifth president trump made the decision i just followed through Mm. there was no other option our only other option was to put in tens of thousands of troops how many more americans have to die in afghanistan etc 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 and then but it was like they just gave us all the same things again and they were like maybe the tone is the problem Maybe the American people didn't believe us last time because he seemed too sad and confused the other times he went out there and said this stuff. So let's just have him go out and say the exact same things, but in a loud, angry voice. Right. And maybe now people will believe them. Right. It, no. I mean, is it, that it, the it, logic? Because well, I don't get it. That's why it's crazy, because they, at no point are they, are they adjusting. It is just, it's just, um, at no point are they adjusting. It's simply the same talking points again and again, even though the realities on the ground have changed. So I mean, none and- of this stuff is operable anymore. They can't keep saying it. You can't keep when the when the space shuttle Challenger exploded. At some point, the guy said, "All right, sixty-four thousand feet, closing this, fifty-five thousand feet, closing this, booster release." And then it exploded, and everybody watched mm-hmm. it. And then the NASA guys can say, said something like, uh, uh, catastrophic conditions in the air. <laughs> that's really funny, Alice. What is wrong Your with you? Your impression is funny. Well, that's kind of what they did. The NASA guys were like, they had to change the messaging because the play-by-play now needed to change drastically because the shuttle mission was now a very different mission. Mission. It was in a lot of pieces making its way to the ground. And even though, much How like with the Biden thing, much be like funny with the Biden and then thing, blame me for laughing. Much like I'm not being funny, Alice. Much like with the Biden thing, you know, it's it, the people were watching it, and the people knew that this was not supposed to happen. This was looking much more like a firework, a bottle rocket, than a shuttle. But it, but at least mission com- mission control. Was being accurate about acknowledged that there was an issue with Biden. Happening. They're still talking about the shuttle. Yes, absolutely. It's incredible what we did here. And you know, after all this time, you know, going eighty thousand feet in the air and this uh, this speed and cetera. And so it's really just this attempt to gaslight. And that's why I think that, that I've never seen anything like this or heard anything like this. And it's and it's that's imagine why it's, him blaming too the people that are still there because he warned them to leave. That one oh, shocked he, me. That oh, he blamed everybody. everybody. Everybody took a hit of this thing. It was it, it, a thousand strawmen, a thousand uh, patsies. They decided that it's your fault, your fault, your, your fault. And that's why instead of ever acknowledging, ever acknowledging, you have, I'm sorry, you had a catastrophic uh, disaster happen in Afghanistan. And you had, as a direct result, you left American troops um, prone to attack. Because mm-hmm. you dropped the ball and they blew them up 
Well, and, and this is still, just getting started now, And too. you still, without ever, ever, right, just getting started, without ever taking the hit like you should have. You go in front of their parents while the messaging's still happening from your Department of Defense guy, from Saki, etc., acting as if nothing had happened whatsoever, mm-hmm. acting as if that we're getting these many people out. It's a historic airlift. And you go in front of the parents of the dead soldiers and you expect them to not spit in your face? No. No, there's been no acknowledgement. What's, I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's lack of imagination or there are insane people. Or it's it could be that we, when you've got a party here that prides itself, that's told by the media how good they are, how wonderful they are at messaging. Yeah. When you've got this administration, wow, Obama is so cool under pressure. Oh, he stays cool. And uh, the fist bump th- th- thing and the West Wing coolness of it all. And they're just not used to. They can't imagine. Wait a second. We're the special ones. We're good at this. I, Jen Psaki says to the press at when she's done, all right, guys, let's do it all again tomorrow. Just like the West Wing and then the credits come up. And then you see that they have this massive on their hands. Well, I and think- it's nothing. It's a total disaster. There's nothing redeeming about the way... Afghanistan ended. It's simply awful. And for them to not adjust whatsoever means that they're not capable of doing it for a mental health reason, uh, or they're just that cynical that they're saying all that matters is the midterms now. We got to make sure fundraising is up for the for the Democrats running in this. Well, pop- I think you're onto something because I think that they believe that their job is politics. I think that they believe. That what they are in Washington, D.C. to do, what their job function is, is to get elected and to continue to get elected. And it's just beyond the scope of their imagination to believe that there's any part of their job that extends beyond that. That there are parts of their job that have to do with competence and executing plans and actually doing things. I understand that, Alice, but they're, poly- but, but they're not playing... To or maybe they are. Maybe this is the problem. Their audience isn't the other big table at the Capitol Grill down the street from the White House of inside Beltway people. They know that ultimately their audience are the voters, the American people. That's mm-hmm. why they write these speeches that you know kowtow and condescend and do all these things. But and that's why Bill they- Clinton used to do this and look in people's eyes, you know, because it was effective. And they knew it. That's but why I the think they believe... thing for Biden, they, they poll test. They know that human beings at the end of the day are affected by what these guys say and do. Yeah, but I think that they believe that it's about, you know, what they say and how they say it and connecting with voters and messaging and polling and not about what they actually do. You know, I think that it's shocking to them that there's not a way to spin something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think they're so wrapped up in the machinations of Washington, D.C. that, you know, that they they don't see that there's actually something real happening in Afghanistan that's going to affect the election. They think the stuff that affects elections is like the presidential debates and what they go out there and say and like the bills that they pass and the speeches that they give. And if they give a really nice speech and like act good and wear a nice suit and look right at the podium and go out to dinner with the right lobbyists and whatever other stupid things, raise the right amounts of money and go through the motions that it will all be fine. That like, as long as you message well, 
well and you use fancy words that like you'll be able to, that it doesn't matter what actually happened in Afghanistan. And they still believe that and they could still be right. They might be able to spin their way out of this eventually. It's a long time until 2022. But it seems to me right now that the the mismatch is between reality and their ability to you know, tell the American people what's going on and what a great job they're doing. Like they believe that if you go out there and say what a great job you're doing all the time and you give a nice speech and you look really presidential while you do it, you know, this is what confused them about Trump is Trump didn't look presidential and he was all like divorced and getting with porn stars or whatever stuff he had in his past. And like, that's the stuff that's supposed to matter. It's supposed to be about character and decency and, you know, knowing the right people in DC and stuff. It's not supposed to be about whether or not you actually do stuff competently. And they can't figure well, that out. It's I, like well, beyond, well, they but can't that's imagine matter. It. And that voice is important to have in an administration, but that's one person at the table. That can't be everybody at the table. It yeah, but that's the run. whole administration, right? But but oh, that's fine. But then that's the that's the problem with running, having the communication shop run an administration, and simply making it about messaging. Well, and the problem with having a person who's brain is tapioca at the helm of the whole thing, because in a campaign you can do that. You can do a what's the thing the weekend at Bernie's or th that thing where they mm -hmm. like shuffle the person around and like that's what the that's what the campaign was and you can do that in a campaign because a campaign is a show that you're trying to like convince people like look how presidential he is but you can't run a country with that I think that they know this is, is terrible messaging I think that they know I think it's all they have and I think that's why and I, this is my sub stack that we just finished analysis editing or just edited mm -hmm. it's social that's on Twitter that um that the, all this was was all the content ever in favor of what Biden did, and so it gives people mm -hmm. who want to write something positive about him tonight. It gives those people uh, ammo to do it with rhetorical ammo. There's nothing to any any of it. It gives people the, the pundits something to say. They can just echo what Biden said, even though it's weak, weak, weak. And it gives op-ed writers and bloggers and uh, uh, you know all, uh, so other substackers something to put in there. But mm -hmm. it, it is. Well, yeah, you it can is empty. say it, it all day, it, it, like, but it's not true. Like, I have never, other than the fact that this crisis is not over, mm -hmm. and it's it's active and something could happen at any time, I've never had, uh, let me change that up. Uh, since the early 90s, I have not had a time where I've simply, I was so disgusted with the president that I just turned it off. And I just turned off Clinton. I also was much younger and had other things to do back then. Um, not that many other things to do. Well, I, they were not successful endeavors, but they, <laughs> I thought I had other I heard to do. about your right. trip during so, the Clarence Thomas hearings. Right. But that was Bush. Okay, that was Seen, Bush stuff. Um, which, oh, that so, makes so, sense. So, yeah, so, yeah, so he's a Republican. But that's um, the early 90s. That's what I'm talking right. about. So, so... So uh, with Biden here, first of all, he, I will consider him at this point. This is the most altogether vile administration I've ever, ever seen uh, to a person. It, it's horrible what they're doing. And I feel like we're almost complicit because we're watching this crime. It's so disrespectful to Americans. We've watched them. We've watched them mm -hmm. almost criminally abandon countrymen for politics Stick to it, get busted down and, and exposed, but stick to it anyway to do it. And we've watched it, and now we're just waiting for people to die. 
Well, yeah, we don't really know how many people because initially the estimates of how many Americans were in the country were what, like 11 to 15,000? And now we've gotten out 5,500 Americans and we're saying there's 100 left? I mean, that something's not adding up, right? What happened to the other 10,000 Americans that they were saying were there? What's this all? What? Facebook Messenger. Okay. Huh. Interesting. What is it? What's going on with you over there? A listener listened to the show today. Okay. Sent me a long uh, uh, message. Okay. On Facebook about her granddaughter who just started college. Okay. And how proud of her she is. Mm-hmm. I said, thanks so much. Uh, she sounds like an extraordinary... Uh, uh, I have a typo, of course. I'm a jerk. Uh, thanks for listening to the other day. She sounds like a great and impressive woman. So she sent me a bunch of pictures of her high school graduate daughter in all okay. gowns and things and just starting college. And now I have all of those pictures, Alice. Mm-hmm. Our five message was unsent. She sucked back the pictures. Oh. What's the what's the uh, insinuation there? I don't know. I don't get it. Is the insinuation that uh, that uh, I was going to objectify said young lady? I don't know, Tom. I don't know. You know me. Would I do that? I'm not going to comment on that. Alice! All right, let's move right along to our TikToker since it makes sense. I don't want to do... I'm done with... Bite. I can't... Yeah, what I'm I, saying is that, I, that I'm just... I'm essentially almost done. This administration is over as far as I'm concerned. I did I think, think the only other comment I have is I did think it was notable today is that Saki was asked... Uh, during the press briefing after a speech if they're preparing for hostage situations and she said the administration preparing for worst case scenario in some circumstances hostage situations Look, our focus right now is on making clear uh, to the Taliban and to others uh, in Afghanistan that uh, we are going to get these American citizens out that we are going to hold them to that account and that's our focus so uh, would you say that that was it in answer either way on the hostage situation? No. <laughs> that means they're preparing to have hostage situations. Well, I think that they are. I think they have been petrified for the last three weeks about the situation they're in. They've been whistling past the graveyard, and now they don't even want to. I bet you in that cabinet room, nobody even say the word hostage. Just like last week, they probably said nobody say the word stranded. We're not going to strand anybody. Nobody even say the word hostage. Don't even say it so it's out there. Don't Certainly don't say it so the Taliban can hear it, or Al-Qaeda can hear it, or ISIS-K can hear it. No, I think they are scared to death of the situation they But in. doesn't that just show you that they absolutely know that it's not over? They know that it's a ridiculous joke that they're, you know, sending statements to the Taliban that say, please let people leave the country freely. Right. It, it <laughs> After is they remarkable. just had it's to remarkable. put people through all these security checkpoints. It's remarkable checkpoint. that, that what happened here, this endeavor was a cataclysmic disaster. They can talk about, it really is remarkable how many flights I got. Who gives a flying F about flights? Nobody cares about flights out of places. No American cares about numbers of flights out of places. Wow, that's amazing. All those p- planes, the flights out. Nobody cares about that. They care about the people who didn't get out and the monsters now surrounding them. That's what matters. And for them to treat it like, you know, uh, like the 
the an ink cartridge didn't arrive from uh, FedEx, and to say you know uh, you know so everything went perfect. Yeah, of course, there was a tiny setback. No, it's a serious thing. This is a disaster. They treat it like it's just a small thing. There was a blip. A blip. No, the, the the flights going out safely. Those are the blip. The disaster is the reality. Right, and uh, the. Biden's saying today that 90% of Americans who wanted to get out got out. Well, first of all, it's not 90% of the ones you originally told us were there. That's not a number that we're citing anymore. It's about a third of the number that you originally said were there that you're not citing anymore. Which I imagine is why we're qualifying it. Wanted how many, to get out, but how many that Americans good... that, did they get out who didn't want to get out? Is that... hey, no, no, I want to stay. Is that like stay. a good ratio? Like... Okay, well, he t- tells horse bleep stuff all the time. The, Just Taliban, like he said, like, the Taliban only killed ten percent of the people that they wanted to kill. Big win for us. Like, how is that? How are they uh, saying this with a straight face? He's also a smack talker. He says he also brought up Bo again today, and then said, "Well, Ugh. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't." I, you know what? Though we all know people who had. Don't, I'm not sure though. Is Bo alive? I don't know. I'm never here, so I'm not sure. We all know people who've died of other things not related to the Kabul airport. Right. And it's not like I don't I don't get why he keeps dragging that out there. Like, I know what the people are going through. Stop. It's unbelievable. It's so like I don't go. Yeah, my grandmother died once. It was really sad. Like, what? how do you how do you say that to the grieving parent? I don't. He's so terrible. So terrible. And the fact that they're doing this with the like, we got 90 percent of the people. out, And now they're pretending that people are just going to be able to freely leave the country because they asked the Taliban really nicely. Well, then why did we being just- the father of a army major who served for a year in Iraq and before that was in Kosovo? I'm sorry. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, the first interview I've done it. Uh, These are all Bo mentions. My Bo, my son, he made me make a promise. He said, Dad, I know no one loves me more than you. And he said, Dad, uh, I know how much you love me. And he said, Dad, I know no one in the world loves me more than you do. And he said, Dad, I know no one loves me in the whole world more than you do. And he said, but Dad, promise me you're going to be okay. Promise me you're going to be all right. Promise me, Dad, you're going to be okay. Let me tell you one thing. I'm not saying that Joe Biden is full of bleep about everything he talks about, Bo, about... But if there ever was a politician who would be full of bleep about it all, it would be Joe Biden. I know. Absolutely. I mean... Uh, I don't... Let's not talk terrible. about Bo. Okay, forget it. You know, it's, it's fine. I feel like... Oh, I did want to say one more thing Please. about Afghanistan, which is that um, it's ridiculous that we're now pretending like everybody's just going to be able to leave the country. Like like Blinken said the other day, like, people leave dangerous places all the time and come home. No big deal. Well, then what did we just go through all this with the airport for where 13 Marines died? What were we doing here with the largest, most complex and dangerous uh, airlift in human history if... You know, people are just going to be able to leave the country freely. Obviously, they know that that's not true because they just got a bunch of people killed trying to get people to leave the country f- at all. They know that the Taliban's not going to like start running commercial flights out of the airport like a normal country. Why are they even acting like this? It's just so insane. But yeah, you're right. We should move on from this. We should talk about how I learned about how oppressed I am today. 
That's what we should talk about. All right, let's go to the TikTok. real problems in life. TikTok. This young lady's name is Lavinia Lavina Evangel. This is probably going to piss off a lot of people. Your vocal burn? Because it already does. <laughs> already right there, I think you're a dumb. But a relationship between a man and a woman is inherently unequal. And that goes for any relationship where someone is deciding to date their oppressor. Just like all white people have racism brainwashed into them, all males have misogyny brainwashed into them. And any male who claims not to be a misogynist is a misogynist. Because a self-aware man knows that he has it brainwashed into him. And any time that a woman decides to be in a relationship with a man, she's making a sacrifice and a commitment knowing that she's dating her oppressor. Almost all women have sexual trauma and emotional abuse trauma, literally just from society. And she's taking a risk in being with you and making a commitment to help you undo your brainwashing. Now, of course, I'm not saying that people shouldn't date the opposite gender. But a lack of awareness can cause problems. Alice? <laughs> well, obviously, this is completely true. I've had to live in a misogynist society, so you should thank me for taking the time out there's of some, my busy schedule of being oppressed to There's some truth to that. You. Most men are misogynist in a way, to some level or not. There's no doubt about that. And uh, and uh, Okay, I, but I don't think that... I think that... Uh, sexual trauma is serious and mm -hmm. that we shouldn't say that everybody who exists in society has experienced sexual trauma just from the patriarchy existing around them because i think that uh that makes light a little bit of uh sexual trauma right no and, and I, I mean obviously she doesn't know anything and i don't understand <laughs> that is really the, the wonderful trick of of social media but i mean doesn't <laughs> it just show you how dumb the whole philosophy of all this like critical theory stuff is that it just reduces everybody mm -hmm. down to oppressed and oppressor yeah you're dating your oppressor well that's because we're individual people and not just members of classes that are oppressed or oppressors like it doesn't you can't reduce people down to these stupid privilege categories and have it have your life make sense because yeah because if that's all people are like why would a woman uh pair up with somebody who's from an oppressive class uh who's, who's... money <laughs> i don't know why would you i don't know <laughs> I, I, you don't have money I, uh, unless you unless you're turned on by burnt orange minivans i get to be on a podcast <laughs> really that's all it takes huh <laughs> um but there is i mean i do think that there is certainly a you make a deal when you get in a relationship when it was seriously when, with kids then you're well then it's you've got a common enemy so it's it's different so mm -hmm. it's a little bit different but when you when you have uh when you get in a relationship with somebody then you obviously it's, there's a negotiation table you give up some stuff and you don't give up other stuff and it's generally i mean generally i mean in my case obviously i win <laughs> and you lose you know so Sometimes the I girl, don't lose. Some, I feel like I won. I know, and I'm thrilled about that. <laughs> I don't think I'm oppressed. No, I know, I know, but I mean, do uh, you feel that I'm oppressed? Uh, are no, you <laughs> not at all. You have way too much freedom, Alice. That's. Are you my oppressor? Uh, I guess so. I guess so. It's. Uh, it's I think it's the kids oppress jobs. me more than you do. Of course it is. Of course they do. 
I don't know. I'm too busy to know how to impress uh, <laughs> anybody or even my inner white supremacist. I don't know how to activate that. And if I do learn how to, I don't have enough time to make it do anything. <laughs> Can it make money? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I, it's, obviously that she's just, she's just, uh, just crazy. And also, you know what? Just, you know, I'm not going to do no more. I don't care. You know what? I'm in love with her. That's what I'm going to say. I love Levine Evangel. Alice. Okay. I mean, it is. I do know women who have thought that every time a woman and a man are together, that it's an impressive relationship for serious. And there are some oh, feminists I, who, in the eighties, yeah. nineties, absolutely believe that. They believe any time a man and a woman were uh, intimate, it was uh, a, an assault. Yeah, I've heard that opinion too. Absolutely. And so, I mean, it it, it matters. It, there's, I mean, now because guys are so feminized now it's hard. I, I used to I would say at one point I would say 20 years ago I would have said that there are some women who just have a bleeping problem but now these there are guys who I mean guys in this thing I played today for uh in Connecticut one of the colleges all the colleges really but one of them I was, I was having therapy dogs in there mm-hmm. and of course you've got all these these dumb college kids who need therapy dogs. I was feeling stressed and I wanted to see puppies since I love puppies a lot. They're so cute. Feeling stressed, right. Okay, you're 19 years old. You've got everything in the world. You're, you're, you've got no worries. If you're 19, you have zero worries. It just kind of reminds me of my dog since I have a puppy in my house too. And like, I just saw her yesterday, but you know, and then I love dogs in it's general. Okay. And they These just are 19 me, like, year old women, okay? Two 19 year old women, college freshmen, et cetera. And they love their dogs, and that and that's fine. And and so you want to tell them that they're that they're anxious and they've got worries, etc. Even though they don't they don't really at all. That's fine. You can tell them that, and that's fine. When I was uh, that age, we had that for girls as well. Could feel that they were anxious. Not not like now, certainly. But mm-hmm. this is tell you something. This is what we didn't have. We didn't have this when I was 20 years old. They've really done like their best to like make us feel like at home here, like bringing in puppies, like doing everything. Like they've really been like great about that the last week. I like the squeaky toy in that the background. That dude is like a big brawny dude, athletic dude, talking about the puppies they brought in for him so he can hug them and, and kiss them. <laughs> they didn't have that when I was 20. There was no guy saying that when I was 20. <laughs> At well, all. I am proud, though, of the students at Amherst College, because we talked about this yesterday, about their insane uh, new guidance for the beginning of the school year, which includes like double masking indoors, mm-hmm. no uh, in-person dining. Um, and some students have actually pushed back. They wrote a letter to the college and said that the guidelines are not based on any given data, have been developed without student input, are significantly stricter than peer institutions and are in conflict with the CDC guidelines. So the school's not listening to them, obviously. Uh, they're still not allowed to do anything. They're not allowed to uh, go into the town uh, except on personal business and to pick up takeout meals. They're not allowed to go to restaurants, cafes, or bars. And uh, they're, uh, they did, though, cave on the masks outdoors. They can uh, only, they're only requiring the masks outdoors at high-density gatherings over a sustained time period. So not for, uh, you know, just walking by yourself outside. They've decided to relax on that one uh, key aspect there. But um, Duke University has also been doing some uh, COVID restrictions because they're having a surge. In the first week of classes, they uh, they have a vaccine mandate also, by the way. But in the first week of classes... 
304 undergraduates, 45 graduate students, and 15 employees tested positive for COVID-19. All but eight of these individuals were vaccinated, and the vast majority are asymptomatic. A small number have minor cold and flu-like symptoms, and none have been hospitalized, (laughs) according to the university. That's not a lot of hospitalizations. Well, apparently it is, though, because the Duke administrators announced new guidelines in an email saying this surge is placing significant stress on the people, systems, and facilities that are dedicated to protecting our health, safety, and the ability of Duke to fulfill its educational mission. So I don't know how exactly it's placing a strain on their health systems when a few people have cold symptoms, but... Apparently, that's uh, putting strain on them because they've now added new rules, including masks required in all indoor and outdoor locations unless exercising alone, eating or drinking or not around others. Um, Indoor group seating at campus dining facilities is suspended. Students have been advised to eat outdoors as much as possible. Um, And professors can teach their undergraduate classes remotely for the next two weeks. And the student activities will be limited. So they're handling their surge there. Uh, the students aren't thrilled about it, but the, the Duke says, you know, since they're having a surge, they have to take extreme measures. Mm. So, um, But it seems to me that a surge of asymptomatic vaccinated people is exactly what you would want. I think so. I'm not sure, though. I'm told that that's the worst thing in the world, even though... Because is- doesn't the CDC not even recommend testing vaccinated people because asymptomatic vaccinated people because cdc whoa is that me no is that you that was me was it you are you sure i think that's me oh was it oh i heard it in my headphones i guess so yeah okay yeah it's (sighs) from the center for immigration studies alice if you'd like to oh sorry um but anyway, um to move on to a story about a topic i know is extremely uh close to your heart which is Hi. Oh, can I can I okay. put something in here? Mm-hmm. So my brother's with us today, staying with us for a few days. Yes. And two, other than the fact that he's also my brother and fun and good guy and all that stuff, two things. One, he he's a safety over the top in handling the kids. We finally have enough players to contain the da- kid damage somewhat because he's over the top. He's one extra player while you and I are busy doing mm-hmm. stuff. Two, a master dicer of onions. Have you had his onions? Mm-hmm. They're tiny, Alice. Yeah. They're tiny little uh, molecular-sized <laughs> onions. They're wonderful. I guess it's a gift that he has. Yes. That's great. Wow. No, I'm Nothing, glad. Nothing, huh? Well, I think it's good. Don't play the onions. That's fine. I think the onions are great. I had some diced onions yesterday with the cheese and crackers. They were delicious. It was excellent. I love his diced onions, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want me to say about the diced onions? Mm-hmm. How shall I wax poetic about them? Wax poetic, Alice. That's all I have on diced onions. They're small squares of onion. I don't know what else to say about that. They're wonderful. They're wonderful, and thank you, Alice, for being so um, supportive. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, on to high school football, which I know is something that's really important to you. Yeah. Um. I don't know why that story strikes me as so funny, but it does. Um, but apparently these people made up a fake high school football team. Have you heard about this? Is this in Salem or something like 30 years ago? 
No, this is now. It's oh, really? in Ohio, and it only gone, and then apparently they've been doing it for like a few years, but it only is getting attention now because they tricked ESPN into airing one of their games with like apparently a good high school football team. Yeah. They've been playing these like Texas teams, and they have a real schedule, but there's no high school. It's called Bishop Sycamore, and they claim to be like an online high school, but the players are like junior college people. They're all like 19 and 20 years old, and there's not a real high school program, and they're just um, like faking the whole thing. Let me tell you what my favorite high school team in the country is, Alice. Take a guess. Uh, I don't know. Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore, they're your favorite name? Absolutely. Here, here. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. (laughs) Do whatever it takes, guys. Yeah. So my- apparently the coach guy's been like arrested for fraud oh, and come he's been on. bouncing checks to everybody. They like had the high school students just like living in a hotel and they weren't even practicing. They're just like showing up for I games. Love it. I love and, a good like, con. Good for you guys. Finally they on ESPN to like air one of their games. And how does that happen? How do like other teams play you and not know? How can that go on for that? I long? don't know. It's just magic, Alice. The Henrico City School Committee in Texas. Alice, uh, you know, they take the roll call of public commentary. I want to see if you get this. Here we go. You guys work for us. This is one of the ladies who shows up yelling at the school uh, committee, and then they call the other people. You answer to us, and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken? Anything? Phil McCracken? That's the next guy's name. Is it? (laughs) <laughs> are you on to the Phil McCracken? Are you, are, do you know what this means? I heard about this. Okay, so you know what it means. You don't have to pretend to be surprised if you're not. So you know, I'm not surprised. Okay, yeah, so you I get did, that. I name. did know that. Yeah. So you get know what that name means. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sulk, Suk, Mahidik. What do you think that one's supposed to mean? I don't know. Alice. Alice. Play along. <laughs> I don't know those words. I can't. Yes, you do know no, those words. You said those before. I don't say those words. Ophelia McHawk. Oh, you Lexington prude. Forget <laughs> it. God, this is why, Alice, this is why I am a uh, oppressive man and I keep you in this relationship. Because much like uh, the Taliban... <laughs> I have learned that, uh, whatever, I don't even know. I don't even... Um, Trouble in paradise at the FDA, though. Did you hear about the FDA today? No. So, two big uh, vaccine people at the FDA are retiring. Like, the people who approve vaccines. And supposedly it's because they're mad that the Biden administration stepped on them saying when there were going to be booster shots when they don't think they have the evidence for booster shots. Interesting. I approve of this. Anytime we can get more chaos in this POS of a government, I am fine with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, they're these two top health officials leaving the FDA comes amid fierce debate and criticism over whether the Biden administration is jumping ahead of the scientific review process mm. and announcing boosters for everybody uh, available by the week of September 20th. Marianne there you Gruber, go. So we should get some mm-hmm. boosters, Ked, right? I get no. it. Two FDA people would matter unless there's something important coming. I mean, it's not. It's like the major people who are in charge of vaccine research and That's approvals great. We want are, them to leave. are quitting because they're mad at the Biden administration. Good. So. Good for them. I want total total chaos, Alice. 
The president has uh, made politics in less enjoyable than I ever thought it could be. In global affairs, mm-hmm. I want to burn it all down. Everything else that happens, I'm all I'm all for. I am for the uh, Illinois Wicklepicks, the football team, Bishop Sycamore. Yep, I'm all for them. Let's get shirts. And I'm all for the people leaving the FDA. Let's do it. Let's do it all. And uh, I'm all for any other kind of insurrectiony things that you want to do, or anybody wants to do, uh, within reason, obviously. Uh, and not included the nation's capital or uh, any government installation because I don't wear antlers NSA and I don't really <laughs> want a problem with anything. But I'm all I'm all for it. I'm this is just this is just a, a kind of a suck time in ways for mm-hmm. for people, Alice. And I just uh, what do you say? What do you say anymore? I mean, what's going to happen? What? Where are we? How far? I hate to get back to it, but what happens if, uh, you know, four or five families are massacred? Um, What do you mean what happens? Biden will come out and tell us he's going to follow ISIS-K or some new group that he makes up to the ends of the earth to avenge the fallen, and then uh, nothing's going to happen. He'll drone a car and call it a day. That's what will happen. There comes a point where you're too deeply invested in a lie, and it's impossible to extract yourself. And unfortunately, uh, I I think that they are so deeply in here, and the for every day that passes, the more culpable in this uh, dishonest and deadly ruse of people in the administration are. And the further they're in, the harder it is to extract yourself and come clean. And after a while, you just hope it goes away, hope it goes away, hope it goes away. And I don't know that it is. And I, I Well, yeah, I mean, the Biden administration was at that point a week ago where they were just, you know, hoping that the story would simmer down and they could take credit for ending the war in Afghanistan. But this is what I don't get is like, how can you how can you call this ending the war? Like you didn't end the right. war. You just pulled the troops out of the country you know like more than one group has to stop fighting to end the war right right <laughs> like we you didn't po- we didn't you know quit in the middle of world war Two and say we ended the war because like hitler would have still been there and japan and everybody else like it doesn't it doesn't work like that it takes both sides to agree to the war being over it sucks it sucks here's another thing that sucks Chicago, Alice. Chicago police are investigating two separate carjacking incidents that happened just an hour apart within the same four-mile radius Monday night. Hold on. Don't make noise. Don't make noise. Okay. Uh, Monday night. Both involved rideshare drivers being attacked with tasers and forced out of their vehicles as a pair of male suspects drove (laughs) off. Imagine these thugs and punks now ruin rideshares for everybody. Those go away. Because yeah. these guys have to tase people and steal them and kill them and whatever. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for reimagining the police. Well done, Chicago. Well done, Chicago. My goodness. Talk about a place where the leadership should feel as if every day is a defeat and is a disaster. And it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I'm looking for this story that relates to this with the crime because, amongst other things, the Democrats don't really seem to care about. Uh, rising crime is one of them. 
too. And like you've been doing this obviously in Connecticut for a while with the carjackings and the stuff. And it made me think of this. But they're also having a problem, for example, in D.C., um, where they're having a spate of people being grabbed at gunpoint and driven to ATMs to empty their bank accounts. And um, I guess this person is a uh, council member, Janice Lewis-George in D.C., and she helpfully tweeted out some helpful tips on, um, on preventing crimes like this. She says, do not engage the individual's Remember as many details as you can, report incidents immediately after, and try to avoid traveling alone late at night or in the early morning hours. So thanks, Council Member Janice Lewis-George. That seems helpful. It's just like the ones in Connecticut where they're like, just make sure you lock your cars and hope for the best. Don't approach anybody who tries to steal your vehicle. Like this is now, speaking of hoping things go away, that's exactly what they're doing with this too. They're just you know, hoping the Taliban is nice now and they're hoping that criminals just stop stealing cars and kidnapping people and everything else. Like, oh, well, you know, hopefully, hopefully they stop tasing Uber drivers, you know, just try not to engage. Don't uh, look them in the eye and maybe they won't attack you. I mean, is this what we're doing now? In terms of crime? Is this where we're going? Where they're just going to take this approach of like, you know, make sure you lock your car. Don't go out alone at night. Like, and you're, this is like the council member saying this. This is the person who runs the government saying like, here's what we're going to do about crime is you're not going to go out at night. (laughs) Like, how is that the strategy? Well, yeah, that's like you said. Here's what we're going to do about Afghanistan is if you're an American, you should probably try and leave the country. Just stay in. Stay in. Come on. You know that. You know better. Come on, man. I wrote the bell. <laughs> Don't do that. That's scary. I know. No, that's him. That's our, our guy. That's our adult uh, president. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Alice. Mm. You know what? All will be well, guys. Everything will be well. Don't sweat it. Um, we are having a good time despite this. I'm going to go have some more uh, chopped onions downstairs. Alice, I'm still not losing weight. Sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm still not losing weight. It's like... I take away booze and pasta and I don't lose weight, really? Then what's the problem? I'm pretty sure I cleaned a bowl of pasta in the sink like That was yesterday. from a few days ago. That was my one a week allowable one, Alice. Uh, a week. One a week. <laughs> allowable <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Although there may be another one tonight if I can manage to stay up late enough. I gotta hurt myself, Alice. I need to hurt myself a little bit. This all not no hurting myself in any way. It's weird to me. Maybe we can do a puzzle together or something. <laughs> you play play monopoly don't you ever do a puzzle together you wait till i stroke out alice (laughs) and i am moving around with a straw that i blow into and i still will not want to play your freaking puzzle puzzle oh i'm gonna torture you when you're breathing through it just push me into a river okay i'll (laughs) I'll handle it myself you know what you can do it tonight too if you want to Uh, thank you so much again everybody for joining us um you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. On Gab and Parlor, we are at Burn Barrel Podcast. We are also still for the moment on YouTube until we get banned again. That's uh, Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel there and on Rumble as well, just in case you never know. Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com for the email. Say la vie.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.